Hello and welcome to the Principle of Moments podcast, brought to you in association with Hanover Fox Executive Search. In this edition, we're resuming our conversation with Mark Rowley to discuss the complicated relationship between money and motivation. Now, if you've been enjoying the podcast, don't forget you can catch up with all of the previous episodes via the website or simply click subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use and each edition will be delivered straight to your device. Now, I want to start by referencing a report from PwC which had contributions from people in 43 different countries. Now, their consensus was that the executive pay model in the nations of the West primarily is again flawed and that performance-based pay has risen substantially at a time when economies and businesses have not been at their most successful. Now, the interesting results here were several. Firstly, most executives would choose a fixed as opposed to a variable package. And that was primarily in the UK, where it was actually said that executives and management were most risk averse. Now, does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. Again, it depends on the sector that we're talking about here, because it isn't one size fits all. It depends very much on the, the state of the business, whether it's a new startup, whether there's funding behind it. Many, many factors actually uh, come into play here. But I think at the end of the day, people like to know and they can plan on what they're going to be materially earning over a period of time. If it fluctuates greatly, it's not quite so straightforward. Yes, it's still nice to have that pay and that bonus element on top in a year's time or two years time. But I think it's quite nice for individuals at all levels to be knowing what their pay rate is going to be over 12 months or six months or three months. So it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. But I think it does depend, as I say, on the on the functionality that's being hired and the sector in which you're in, because they, they do differ quite sort of quite widely. Another point in, in this report, most would choose to earn less as long as it remained more than their peers. People are competitive, there's no question of that, and if they are earning more than their peers, it puts a little spring in their step, if you like, but by earning more, if you're competitive, you still want to follow this moral compass and you want to do your do your job well, you want to do it obviously ethically, under compliance, and uh, it has to be a fair structure in which you operate. And the not working just for money, this was, uh, this was a key feature, and this mm. surprised me, actually. A large percentage said that they would take a 28% pay cut if they had their ideal job. And that rose to 35% for those who answered that question in the USA. Surprising? I'm surprised it's quite as many as that, I must admit. Yeah, I can understand people saying that. But I, I think, again, it depends on the state of your career. Somebody in the earlier part of their career, and they're on their uh, fast track and they can can see where they're, they're going to be going in two, four, five, six years' time. They want the reward. They're motivated. They're hungry. They've got lots of energy. They're ambitious. But I think as you get slightly older and you've achieved some of those levels, you've reached part one, tick. Part two looks fascinating for the next 15 years. Let's go and tick that. And then you sit back slightly and you think, right, part one, part two has been achieved. What does part three look like? And in the old days, the old days, <laughs> Uh, part three basically was work till you're 65 or 60 and then retire. Goodbye. It's not anymore. People are retiring. Well, people aren't retiring. People are continuing. But also people are retiring earlier 
because they have their cash and they're moving more into pro bono work or they're moving into charity work. They want to put something back into society because that's where they then get their energy from. So it does depend on the the state of your career. But uh, I think what it does sum up is that we all want to work with a team that we highly rate, that we enjoy the company of, we enjoy the market that we're currently operating within. And if that means that we're going to be paid slightly less, but it's guaranteed, then yes, I can see people feeling quite comfortable with that. Other things that actually motivate people, uh, aside from all the things we've mentioned, money, share options, and, and the rest of it, the desire to be the number one, the desire to be the best. And there was a quote from there was a quote from Muhammad Ali on this. I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit, suffer now, live the rest of your life as a champion. Great quote, absolutely true. And I think most of us can relate to that, whatever your function in a business, uh, a business is, yeah. The helping uh, other people, you know, people like uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, who set up the the uh, giving pledge campaign to to recruit the world's wealthy, didn't they? To give up large sums of their money, yeah. uh, which started with forty That's people right. who pledged. I think it was a hundred billion. Uh, there's now over two hundred yeah. from twenty odd countries that have contributed five hundred billion. Yes, it's staggering, isn't it? It really is, and that number will rise. There's no doubt about that. And again, I think there's a groundswell of expectation, more so now that um, you know, capitalism, if you like, and making money is no longer a dirty word. And if you are making that level of money, most people know that you're making it. It's in the news. It can be found out quite straightforwardly. So I think there's a bit of expectation now to set up these funds and put it back into the good. However, the money is actually put into these organisations for good whether it comes through a bit of pressure or whatever, it doesn't really matter. If the money's there and they are buying pharmaceuticals and developing uh, drug programs for African countries where it may be slightly behind, that's great. That's great news. It really is. And they're leading by example. And a lot of people that I know of also, they are signing up to giving a little bit of their monthly salary to charities. It's happening more and more. It's seen as a not just a do-goody-goody type of thing, but there's a genuine desire to do that now. And some of the previous contacts that I've known have given 10% of their salary into these organisations. And good for them. Good for them. It's nice to see. And I think um, it'll grow and expand. Lastly, we did talk about uh, recognition uh, and you know, maybe power, fame, recognition. There was one uh, great example uh, of this, Lee Iacocca. Uh, I don't know if you remember him from the from Ford in the, you know, the 50s and, yeah. and 60s. Then he got fired yes. and was so incensed that he went over to, to Chrysler and turned them around. Of course, obviously, they went bankrupt in the end, but he turned them around and did an amazing job there. That was, again, another example of somebody who was doing it for reasons other than monetary reward. He was totally driven. Yeah. He, he took that as a, a personally. There's no doubt about that. And he made a great success at the time of Chrysler. Okay, it, it, it petered out over time. But at that time, for that short-termism or short-to-medium-termism, clearly he had that desire, which he then trickled down to the senior teams around him, which then trickled down further to the design teams, the engineering teams, the production, the lean guys and girls to produce superior cars and superior results. Um, And it worked. There's no question of that. That was his personal aim. That was his personal drive and motivation. And it worked at that point. But if you take that example, 
but you put it into other, other individuals who have different aims, different agendas, different motivations. If we could all harness and channel that motivation into our own functionality and own work environments, a lot of companies would move forward more swiftly and more quickly than they currently are. But as I say, it's identifying with individuals what is that motivation. Pay is one thing, it's the motivational side that is critical to people. And I think these conversations over the last five, six, seven, eight years have certainly gathered a pace from the HR teams and the learning and development teams. But I think there's an awful long way to go still to have that, uh, have that discussion and identify individual needs, not bunch everybody into one team, if you like. It needs to be broken down more individually. And technology allows us to do this now. It's very straightforward. We all have portals. We all have dashboards. And this information can be analyzed quite swiftly. I think over the next five years, it'll happen more. You've got to look at the cryptocurrency as well. I mean, that's uh, taking a stance. You can filter that into the working environment and pay and rations as well. How's that going to look in the landscape in five years' time? I think we're on the verge of change, and that change probably is now beginning to happen. I don't know who said it, but whoever it was, this is, uh, this is quite the statement. Motivation is fired from within. If somebody else tries to ignite the fire, then it will burn only briefly. It does come from within. There's no question of that. I mean, you look at the sporting world, you look at the business world, the adventure world, it does come from within. But that motivation from within comes from interest and pride in what you're doing. It goes back to if you're with a team that you've selected successfully uh, as a hiring manager or hiring director, that team will motivate itself. You have peer pressure. Peer pressure is a very healthy thing in a team, as long as it's channeled with the correct energy, it's fair um, and it's transparent. But once you've achieved that, you do have a team that really manages itself, whether it be in commercial sales or finance or HR or whatever. But I, I believe that if you have an inspirational leader, well, it doesn't need to be inspirational, but a leader who identifies character traits and doesn't bulldoze their way over those character traits, but uses those character traits of the team in a positive way, then you can develop motivation longer than the short term. I've seen it myself uh, in, in organizations. Not everybody has that ability, clearly, but when you get it, you want to hang on to it. We started with a quote, I'll end with one, and it's a very simple one. Money costs too much. Very true. It can do. <laughs> it can do, yes. That was Mark Rowley of Hanover Fox Executive Search. So, what are your thoughts? Is money your number one priority when looking for new employment? Or would you prefer a more bespoke benefits package? Join the conversation on our social media channels. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe and leave a review if you'd like on your preferred podcast platform. Until next time then, from me, Tim Cable. Bye-bye for now.